Welcome to the third annual party episode with special guests Andrew from Tales from the Lich. Well, yeah, then I, then I consume it and then I have all of their thoughts. <laughs> Paul from Tales from the Lich. I have to be completely honest, when you were explaining the rules, I totally started daydreaming. <laughs> Tim from Trailblazers. Well, I don't, my, mine, uh, I don't think it's anything about me, but uh, sex trafficking and prostitution has become a big part of my campaign. <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with Caleb joining my campaign. <laughs> Christian from Pathfinder Academy. And they were like taking everything he said as gospel. So I was like, mm-hmm. how far can I go and see what they will believe? And your host, Caleb, founder of the Trailblazer Network. This episode's gonna get me barred from being a pastor real quick. What did you say about animals? He likes he likes sexy animals? I don't know if this guy should be around our kids. Welcome to the 2017 Party Spectacular. Hello everyone, so glad you could join us for this year's party episode. This is my favorite episode of every year, uh, which must say something given that like my planned episodes that cover interesting topics, I'm like, eh, eh. I like the stuff where we goof around. Wellspring of jokes I just made there. When we first did this episode, we were celebrating 5,000 views. Now, two years later, or three years later, we have over 160,000 all-time downloads. That's like 20% more. Well, it is at least 20% more. We have we have Paul and Andrew to thank for our success in that. Hello. Hi there. Yeah, at least 1,000 views are contributed to Paul. <laughs> I'm never going to stop saying views. I'm sorry. It's just going to happen. So in the past, we've done Would You Rather, The Percent Game, Family Feud, Never Have I Ever. And this year, I got a real banger of a game planned. But first, how you guys doing? Andrew, we're talking about before the podcast. It's been a year since we last talked to you. What's been going on with you? Yeah, uh, not a lot, man. You know, crazy life stuff. It distracts from things, but we still do the podcast and it's still as ridiculous as always, if not more. Good, good. More. How do you get more ridiculous? You know what, guys? This time, we're not going to start recording until we at least add a bottle each. Uh, we've done that a few times. How you been doing, Paul? We had you on our episode on role-playing your stats. I've been pretty good. Uh, very busy. I am sort of exhausted right now, so I'll try to stay present. But I won't let that distract me. I'm going to hone in. I'm going to focus. I'm like a razor's edge. <laughs> Let's go. It's like we're ready for the big game. I know you're tired, Paul, but listen, let's eat eat some of that spaghetti and let's get going. Carb up. We're doing it. Now, tired Paul is where he shines the most because his brain just goes on autopilot and you hear the most insane things. (laughs) When the filter goes away, it's time to play. Tim, we last saw you on Trailblazers. How you been doing? I've, I've been doing pretty uh, well ever since uh, kind of done Trailblazers. I started my own group my own uh session and i have these two annoying uh players <laughs> who bug me all the time mm-hmm. and uh, it's been great so tell me more about your very attractive popular players what are they like they must be perfect oh i got this i got this guy named caleb who's mm. just like beautiful the worst attractive. and this this other guy christian who's just uh always ru- telling me how the rules are this is the rules mm-hmm. you know it's just great it's just thank goodness for him you don't want to get it wrong yeah <laughs> well when you you started saying that i was thinking to say you know ever since trailblazers my career has really taken off you know i've gotten three book deals <laughs> i've got a movie in the works you know we all look forward no. to seeing your progress no it's nothing no one cares about victor it's like i don't know 
I'm trying. Oh, I care about Victor. And I have at least one email saying somebody else likes Victor. Was it Paul that sent in that email? It was Paul. I didn't want to give it away. (laughs) Oh, Paul, do you like Victor? Not to put you on the spot, but you're in this live recording with Victor in the room. Do you like him? (laughs) Tell me how much you like Victor, because I want to hear this. (laughs) Shut up, everyone. I need this. I enjoy Victor. Okay. You should re- you should read the email. I'm much more eloquent in written <laughs> in written language than I am. Spoken. No, it just says I enjoy Victor. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed Victor at least three times last week. <laughs> and immediately, Caleb is going to move swiftly on to Christian. Christian, my wonderful co-host of or co-professor in Pathfinder Academy. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to a party later. I got my costume here. I think you guys can hear it. Maybe. Let me. Is your costume a creaky chair doing the dishes? Did that sound 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 fragile? Yeah. Good, because I'm going as a UPS guy. (laughs) I thought you were going as a pile of boxes. (laughs) That's actually a better idea. I might reconfigure it. Important question. Where will you be holding the package? Oh, I won't be holding it at all. It will be thrown on the ground. It will be left (laughs) in the worst places. Great, perfect. I'm going to see if the box and its contents can make it through the night. Does it have, like, fragile this way up, really yeah. obviously labeled on it? it? Obviously labeled incorrectly on it. So this is very much the beginning of Ace Ventura, is what you're doing. Hmm, um, I think I can really top Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> that has one of my maybe favorite jokes of any movie ever, is when his landlord comes behind him. Ventura! Yes, Satan? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You sounded like someone else. I've got to see that movie again. I actually thought about watching it yesterday. But, uh, I don't but, know if you have to, honestly. I think you can go on without it. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to now, and I'm going to hold you responsible. Oh, hold Just look up the rhino scene. I think that's all everyone needs to know. Maybe the spears and the legs. Sure. And then we can all start making, you know, very dated jokes, like, like a glove. I said, the rest of this episode is just going to be, you know, we're going to be doing Caddyshack. It's all. You better watch those movies. So, the NPC game. This is what we're going to be playing this year. Together, we are going to create an NPC using the classic improv game, New Choice. We're going to go around the table coming up with an NPC, and whenever I feel like it, I'm going to say, New Choice. And the person speaking has to replace what they just said with something else. I could do this as many times as I want, and hilarity will ensue. We'll start with Andrew. And whenever somebody wants to bank off of what he's saying, just jump in. The name of the game is Speed. So when I say new choice, you got to come up with a new one fast. We need a suggestion from the audience to get us started. So someone give me an odd occupation. Uh, person that cleans porta potties. Person that cleans porta potties. Okay. Only slightly odder than podcast host. Andrew, <laughs> start telling me about this NPC that cleans porta potties. Yes. Hello, my name is Hans and I love to clean porta potties. <laughs> my family has been in the porta potty industry of custodial work for the past 20 years. Many of the days we spend cleaning porta potties because we do not, we don't really clean that much. I mean, it's <laughs> I the goblins that take it over. Choice. The goblins they, for me. They take over much of the world, so we we don't really have to deal with too many human porta potties anymore. Our business is corrupt, and it, uh, we are just really failing. We are thinking about masonry work, 
but uh, I I don't have the math skills for that Your anymore. Choice. So we were thinking maybe we would become entertainers of some kind on a uh, kind of dance troupe. New choice. Or So we have decided that we will become cartographers, as we love the world, and we want to explore many places where we can instill porta-potties and then clean them. I mean, if we'll just keep going, we'll, put it, we'll install some porta-potties on some ships. Hopefully they are the wooden ships, because... The steel ships, they are much harder to clean. They rust. With wood, you can just cut it out and put in new grain. New choice. Sometimes we like working with the steel because you can uh, buff it out with like some scrubbing pads or something, and it looks very nice and shiny. T- taking that steel, they-, they wanted to make the sturdiest porta-potties possible, so they started building their porta-potties out of steel. Instead of them being particularly mobile, they are just like ironclad foundations where anyone in the community can go and take a safe dump. New choice. <laughs> where anyone in the community can go and take a very unsafe dump. Because they started making them out of aluminum, aluminum after that. The aluminum gets hotter than, than the steel, it just to me, and, and it just burns their, their butts. <laughs> and so it's really hard to make the the, uh, the porta potties out of the aluminum instead of the steel. And, and so we took it and, and we started to go to the cartographers to look for new places to go to find new metals to build these porta potties out of. And that's where I come in. I invent metals. <laughs> a new a new player enters the stage. <laughs> I've invented over 600 different kinds new of New choice. And animals, too. <laughs> I've invented at least four animals so far. I've only been doing it for six years. And inventing animals is way harder than inventing metals. But I won't talk about metals anymore. I'll keep talking about the animals. There's the Snuffleflabicus, which is a four-legged, four-legged animal New choice. with a long trunk. I opened up the trunk. Inside was my father's uniform. <laughs> I hadn't... A dark turn. I hadn't, I hadn't seen him since he had gone off to war, but they had sent back his valuables. New choice! He had died in. And that's how we decided to dye the... Rug purple. I know it's a weird decision, but you know, for an art gallery, you want to really make a make a make a splash. So we had purple carpet, we had yellow skylights, we had orange ceiling, and then um, we weren't sure who we were going to choose first to be our first uh, first artist during our grand opening. Uh, but we decided to choose uh, Caleb Garofalo, who who has just been uh, nominated for a Emmy Award for his spectacular Pathfinder stuff. Same choice, perfectly accurate. All right, so wait, let me get this straight. We've got, we've created a character. Let me, let me just, let me just round this one off here. Let me rattle this off. We've created a porta potty uh, designer and maker who who became a cartographer and spread his porta potties around the world via ships. On super heavy duty metal porta potties that burn people's butts. But wait, there's more. There's a second character that makes the metal, and now he's an artist. Great, I like this. We've we've, we've gone places. We've come up with new things. And I- the second character is either a mad scientist or God. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be completely honest. When you were explaining the rules, I totally started daydreaming. No, I could tell by the way I said new choice, and then you never came up with a new choice. Like when I hear, like, and he's got an animal, it's got four legs. New choice. And it has three legs. New choice. It has no legs. 
Here's what happened. It happens. New it choice. Happens so fast. And this same animal, which I'm not switching, has a trunk. All right, give me another occupation that's neither metal designer nor porta potty designer. Court jester. Court jester. All right, why don't we start off with uh, Christian on this one? Christian, the court jester. Oh, wait, we need to have a name. What's the name of our porta potty guy? Percival Nick. McNugget. Percival McNugget. Okay, great. And the second character, whose father, by the way, was a war hero, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Falcon Weintraub. Great. This is <laughs> this has turned out, I want to say, honestly, exactly how I expected it was. 100%. All right, Christian. We got a guy. He is a... I forgot what we said. Court, court gesture. gesture. Tell me about this guy. Should we start with the name? Oh, wait. Let me explain Paul the rule. See, see, Paul, we're playing game, and you're going to come up with something, and if I ever say new choice, you replace what you just said with something different. All right, you get it now? Great. All right. Go ahead, Christian. Should, should we start with the name? Sure. Go ahead, Christian. Uh, you know what? I don't want to stifle your creativity. You do what you want. Oh, so... Old I mean, man. we can see what happened when we let people like Paul just go, and I want that to continue. <laughs> we got uh, Francis Mabob, um, the mm-hmm. world's oldest court jester um all throughout his life he had normal boring day jobs you know covering financials new choice uh, he was a bird keeper um, new choice <laughs> he was a chimney sweeper new choice <laughs> he was a pool cleaner new choice <laughs> he was a dog breeder new choice <laughs> he was a sunglass salesman <laughs> all his life um designed Neat spectacles, all different kinds of... Mostly the frames is what he was worried about. But he didn't really care much for it. It was just really put food on the table. Got really Your old. choice. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I... Paul, I just want to tell you how much I love you. <laughs> he didn't care much for it, but it was in really high demand. <laughs> The world needed sunglasses because um, the pollution had just destroyed the ozone and there was nothing stopping the sun. So. New choice. <laughs> no, Paul, I'm the one that has new choice. And can we please get a, He's a jester. We've spent most of this time on his sunglasses. Tim, save us from this prison. Really, he is the son of a shopkeeper, a pawn shopkeeper. His father's name is Thinga Mabob. And. <laughs> Together, oh. they were they were selling these items, but really these items were cursed, and they didn't know it. They didn't know these items were cursed, and so one day, um, his son, what was his son's name again? I, re- I forget uh, his name. Mabon. It was something ridiculous. Put on a pair of shoes with bells on it, but they were cursed shoes, and they turned him into a jester. And so for the rest of his New life, choice. he had to become a jester. He had to become uh, a... Uh, a crazy mime but he he wasn't good at it because he likes to talk and so he like would go to kids he'd be like hey kids how you doing and like what are you doing you're a mime you're not supposed to do this and he's like nah i'm, I'm good i'm great 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 mime and they're like nah New choice. i'm not really he was a circus clown <laughs> and so uh but he was very fat and not good at fitting in small cars and so the circus oh stop <laughs> Where, where were we on this new choice? Not so that <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing. Last was he wasn't good at fitting into small cars. We still haven't gotten to how he's become a jester. We're working there. He's a clown okay. right now. He's doing parties. He's a very complex character, Francis Mabob. 
he was having a really hard time fitting into cars, and so he found himself constantly walking down the street, looking door to door for parties that he could entertain. Sadly, nobody would want to open the door for a disheveled, fat clown with half of his makeup on. So he continued walking until he uh, reached the forested area of what you now know as Burbank. However, back then, was an entirely different name. And he, he reached this castle. New where, choice. Uh, and then he reached this industrial wasteland. New choice. <laughs> he reached uh, a small suburb where... He found the the gates were open and welcoming. He had walked into what he then found out was the mayor of the city's office. New choice. Where he uh, he walked into a MMA fighting ring. <laughs> uh, the crowd mistook him for one of the spectacled fights that a celebrity fighter was going to have, and so he was ushered upon the ring. He had no idea how to fight. New choice. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so he, this game is the simplest game I've ever continue he has he has no idea how to fight uh, <laughs> he has some idea how to fight Paul and uh, but he, he wasn't in any kind of fighting garb he's in his uh, disheveled clown outfit and he was overweight and very out of shape uh, so he began running around the ring acting like a giant buffoon uh to the crowd's unsurprised, you know, surprised pleasure. I'm I want to take over, you know, since now Paul's running the game, I feel like maybe I can participate. Since he'll, he'll be deciding who gets the new choice now. This uh this fat uh, clown, he lost a lot of weight doing this MMA over and over again, but being so ridiculous, he'd win money by, you know, losing all the time. And he said, you know, maybe I can make a job out of this. So he leaves the suburbs because what can you do in the suburbs? I mean, get out of there, right? He's a city boy. He goes to the city. He goes and he finds a, a, a palace. The palace. Choice. Of, everyone's running the game now. All right. Uh, he, <laughs> he finds a courthouse. And he knows everyone's so sad in the courthouse. I mean, why would you be happy in the court? I guess half the people are happy when they win. Half the people are happy. He wants to make the other half the people happy. He goes in there, and they're like, what are you doing? You can't just come into the middle of a courthouse. Uh, and But, boom, his mime train kicked in, and he just walked in and didn't even say a thing. And he started goofing around and doing funny tricks. He was doing card tricks. He was throwing balls up in the air. He was choice. throwing people up in the air, catching them. And he's a big guy, so he's making use of that, right? And uh, not a big guy anymore. Nope, I'm already lost in my own fiction. Now he's small. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. He's still strong. He's an MMA fighter. Of course he's strong. Throwing people up in the air. And those people are juggling uh, chainsaws that do exist in this time. Don't question it. And then he gets sucked into another dimension. where he choice. choice. <sighs> no, I like that one. So he's sucked in another... No. <laughs> Uh, then he falls into. You finally a, made it to the courtroom and you took him away. He falls into a a, uh, a porta potty that he was using in between gigs. And what was it made out of? Aluminum. And and down there he finds a guy that was working on the porta potty. This guy named uh, I forgot what we named him. I forgot too. That's that's too long for Your me. New choice. <laughs> <laughs> and he lives happily ever after as a court jester. New toys. And he had a really bad time. Uh, got three divorces, but he remained a court jester. That works for me. Great. And that's how he was became the oldest court jester in history. Yes. Yeah, so we forgot all about the age thing. All right. Great. Well, uh, that turned into a crap show pretty quickly. And that's pretty what much. I like about this. So, um, Andrew. Yes, sir. A side note. Uh, hmm. I am a... a uh, a subscriber, a patron on your Patreon? 
Yes, sir. And uh, I'm at a, one of the rewards for my tier is that I get mm-hmm. to come up with an NPC that you have to put into one of your games. This is very true. I would like to introduce you to Francis Mabob. His father's thingamabob. He's an old gesture. Boy, it got some backstory for him. I think that's pretty easily workable into what we're doing. <laughs> I cannot wait to see Francis Mabob, the oldest court gesture. Who who is he's lit. I mean, he's he's tight. He's in the shape. He's not fat anymore. He's ready. He's ready. But he once was fat, so you you have that baggage to work on. Yeah, for 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 later. Three divorces, but I'm I can't wait to hear him in your next campaign. <laughs> I've purposely saved up. I mean, I subscribed to what like a year ago, however, when you first launched it, and I've saved up. I said yeah. I know exactly how I'm gonna take take advantage of this tier. So this 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 whole special was just a ruse for you to do this, Andrew. That is absolutely 100 percent correct. I love the long con, so I approve. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Okay, I never thought rules could be so confused so quickly. Hey, if we're having fun, the rules are working. That's hey, listen, that is a core tenant of Pathfinder or any RPG, am I right? You know, I think it's a core rule of the whole world. If you're having fun, uh, it's worth it. Uh, forget about works. consequences, forget about any, you know, casualties uh, at rise from your actions. I don't know. Just, I, I you, spend you eight you. hours with people I dislike just so I can buy toilet paper and dish detergent. I don't uh, That's it? That's all you buy? <laughs> yes. Look, he likes it, man. Let him live his life. You're right. All right. That's the rule. That's the rule. I'm sticking to it. Thank you. Andrew. At least we know two things are clean in his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I also I also use the, the the dish detergent for my showers. I use it for my clothes. It's very flexible. You'd be surprised. It's essentially three in one body wash. <laughs> I clean my keyboard with it. It's probably why the eye key doesn't work anymore. But you know, hey, listen, those scrubbing bubbles. Why the eye and none of the other keys? <laughs> um, because Andrew, I have a great reason for that, and I'm really happy you asked. And I'm not stalling for time by thanking you, Andrew from Tales from the Lich, for asking that question to me, Caleb. Founder of the Trailblazer, I got nothing. You could just you can just tell me that you cut it all out and in post, and I'll be like, okay. I'm just so selfless. I don't need the I key. I'm never talking about myself. It's always about you. Well, actually, wouldn't that be uh, the key that needs the most cleaning? Because it's the one that's not working, and the one you put the most detergent on. <sighs> you've just you've unraveled my whole fiction now. <laughs> we just made a ridiculous NPC. What are some of the most ridiculous NPCs you've ever created or seen created in one of your games? You want to talk about Bernie from Hobo Cthulhu? He wasn't an NPC, though. That's fair. We we have a tendency to take beloved characters that our players have made and turn them into NPCs for later uh, later campaigns. For later destruction? Yeah, and usually they end up being destroyed. Or, or brought back to life. You know, it just depends. But uh, it's a way to keep, I guess, the spirit of that character alive, and we we enjoy it. About specific characters, though, outlandish. I feel like we're. I will. I will give you that. A lot of times, it's your PCs that are outlandish. Yeah, I was. I was just thinking the same thing. I, I feel like our NPCs are usually like anchors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you if you look at it from like a comedy standpoint, they're the straight man, and we're always playing off of the NPCs for stuff. Sure. I remember 
it may have just it's probably just like an animal companion but in numenera wasn't there a giant fish there was a giant floating fish for a while until we decided to kill it even though we weren't supposed to even though it wasn't aggressive in any way no it was just floating there but <laughs> listen it was a crime against nature we're in the woods why is there this fish there was uh i was running some pre-made adventure path once and at one point there's like a homeless man npc who's supposed to be like crazy conspiracy theorist guy and they give you like some things to say with him and like one of the things he says is actually true um so i go through the whole bit with them and my players got like like it was an instance where it was like the gm's describing something it must be accurate and they were like taking everything he said as gospel so I was like, mm-hmm. how far can I go and see what they will believe? So, like, the last thing he said was, like, you know, there was some creature jumping on people's houses and eating the roof tiles off, which is kind of true. That was the true thing he said. And they were like, what else? I was like, I don't know. What else? Um, I saw a kid fall on his face the other day and his tooth fell out. And they were like, yeah, yeah. What day was that? Like, do you know the kid's name? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I still got the tooth if you want to see it. And they're like, yeah, we want to see the tooth. <laughs> So like they crawl into like his homeless shelter, get lice, just as they're like, yep, that's a tooth. And at some point they realize after that they're like, wait, this person actually is crazy, but he just kept following them around. You know, Christian, that reminds me of something. I once ran a uh, Cthulhu campaign with Andrew and some of our other friends. Uh, I don't think any of other friends. Oh, you know, Jacob was there who uh, no longer records with us, but he was there for this whole mm-hmm. Cthulhu campaign. Uh, I was having the group go to China. It was like 1980s Hong Kong or something. And I had this government representative meet up with them there. And I literally created this character as like, okay, they're going to ditch this guy the second they realize he's not doing anything they want and blah, blah, blah. But instead, they literally toured with this man for about (laughs) two hours as he just described the... The economic revival of Hong Kong, and <laughs> it was like the most boring thing I've ever done. But they were like, "Oh, really?" I was like, and I was just taking them to like warehouses and being like, "This is a great place. An American capitalist could invest some money and create a great <laughs> enterprise." <laughs> and, and they were just like, "Okay, where are we going now?" <laughs> I got that down. I got that down. You rang this down. <laughs> I never thought that this would be turned into, you know, real estate simulator. This one now, this is two and a half baths. <laughs> well, my um, craziest NPC, one of my craziest NPCs, is a, uh, a maritime lawyer. So, uh, kind of <laughs> oh, no. goes weird like that. But uh, his name's <laughs> J- uh, Gareth. Cute story. He comes from uh, rest Development kind of thing when he wants to be a maritime lawyer. And he's actually the half-brother of Jareth from The Labyrinth. And so, where Jareth is this conniving, cool NPC, uh, Gareth is totally the opposite of that. And so he he's he's constantly talking like like this, and he and he wants to to help everybody out, and 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 and, and but he wants to, he loves ships. He talks about ships all the time, and and so he he's going through all of that. He's he very, will not. You have to interrupt him. He will not. He'll never stop of his own accord. No. Yeah. Yeah. He won't. He'll just keep going, especially if there's uh, ships or something like that. And so. There's that, and then there's Steve. Everybody loves Steve. I was about to say, would you believe that that's only the second worst voice? <laughs> yeah, because Steve talks like like this, and ah! and, and uh, Caleb really hates him no matter what. Stop so it! I mean, I don't know, but but Christian loves him, and uh, he's he's just a good guy. 
but he's always being threatened by my my PCs, you know, because they're like, hey, that voice is really uh, gets on our nerves. But, you know, I don't know. he's great. Well, I am super creative and every thought I've ever had was original. So I had an NPC uh, named Suchinra. People who are listening to season two now might recognize him. If I uh, start talking like this, oh jeez, oh jeez, I don't, I don't think you're doing the right, you're, you're doing the right thing. And there's literally a character whose name is Victor. So I have the opportunity to go. Ah, I don't know, Vic, if we should be doing this. I don't know. This seems right. But yeah. I didn't think of Rick and Morty when you did that first. I was thinking of Rick Moranis from the Ghostbusters. He just Somebody kept reminding me that. of um, of funny. Louis Tolley. From the Ghostbusters the whole time until later on. Then it was like, oh, I guess it was Rick and Morty. Are you the, are you the gatekeeper? The key master. <laughs> I definitely thought of Rick and Morty, but I was also listening in posts. So it's a lot easier for me to look down on it rather than be in it. Another one was more like my players being idiots where they, you know, killed a basilisk because they wanted some quest to get the tooth of a basilisk or some crap. And they found these eggs and they said, I know, let's raise a basilisk. And so the stupid little basilisk, you know, it hatched and they treat it like a little kitten, you know, adorable while it wandered around the house. It turned half the party to stone. Basilisks turn people to stone. They can't be pets. What are you doing? <laughs> They're like, but it has six legs. It's adorable. It's like a lizard, but a centipede. We love it. Well, you're going to love it up until the time you can't move anymore. Then where are you going to, how, how's it going to get its scritches? If you ain't, if you can't, if you can't give it its scritches with your little fingers. Little fingers are stone. It's not actually an npc but this there's a recurring location in all the games one of my friends runs uh ryan he's been on the show before it's a bar or tavern or whatever it might be called the single dad's club (laughs) 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 it is just filled to the brim with depressed men who got divorced and didn't get custody of their children and they just sit around talking about like it's wonderful to be a father oh i miss their smiles (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like freaking when I was a firefighter. That was all I would talk about after every fire. Let's go down to the bar and listen to John's stories about being divorced again. And I was 16 at the time, so I'm just playing pool. Like, what is even happening? Like, we'll have to go there for some story-related reason. Someone will just, like, come up to us and be like, you ever have any kids? No? Well, you should. It's wonderful. <laughs> you, <wanted to> drink. <laughs> you don't know the joy. You don't know the joy until you've had your own kid. Sounds like a prison sentence to me. Married seven years, and I am still kid-free. Running strong. Never going to break that record. Keep going. Keep doing it. I got two. My condolences. Yeah. No, they're great. They're great. It's good being a dad. (laughs) You don't know the joy. You don't know the joy, man. You just don't know. (laughs) I feel like kids would make the worst NPCs. Kids are tough. Kids are tough making NPCs out of kids. In our game, there's we have a, a, a sort of main NPC that is a kid. And it's like a kid with a handgun. She's got like magical powers and doesn't quite know how to use them. It, it's it's weird. How do you roleplay as a kid? Uh, I, It's tough because you don't want to be too um, stereotypical kid from mm-hmm. like the, the shows. You want to be likable. And uh, I hope yeah. I make her likable. But I, it's also she's a girl. So it's not even a little boy I'm I'm playing I'm I'm playing a little girl and who's a little bit wiser beyond her years but not like crazy like woke or whatever but but she, crazy woke <laughs> it's a special but she knows, special you know, trait released in the newest Pathfinder book crazy woke act four years older than you actually are but she she's five but she she um yeah it's difficult I mean how tell me you know does it work 
It's it's I I think it works. I think the trick for playing kids though is that kids are dumb, but they're not dumb because they're uneducated. Kids are smart in the way that they understand the world. So like mm-hmm. the things they say are things that are like objectively true to them just because that's how they experience the world and they don't know any better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cuz you do have to think like okay, I really wouldn't know what that means, but this is how I this is how I interpret this situation. And so it's it's yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's like weaponized naivety. Like <laughs> you have to really focus in on that. <laughs> and they don't want them naive and that they're stupid and easy to fool, but more naive and that the things they say are like, yeah, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could try to have those like really lucid moments where like it's a big problem, and then the kid goes, "Well, don't we just do the nice thing?" And it's like, "Oh, I guess it, it was that simple." But that's hard not to just manufacture. Caleb, have you done a lot of kids? Um, I remember them being like an orphanage in season one, but. I don't remember if there was a whole lot of interaction with them. Yeah, children are the worst. I hate them. <laughs> every move they make, every breath they take. No, I that's hate the them. police. That's the police. <laughs> Not a fan at all. And some of you might say, well, Caleb, weren't you a kid? Yes. And I would have hated me too. Some of you all also might say, Caleb, aren't you going to be a pastor? Yes, and I'll bury this episode deep into the bottom of the sea so they can never figure this out. I'll, I'll keep it just for that one moment. Uh, not a fan. Not a huge fan. Don't feel called to work with kids. My wife loves kids. Go go be, go work the nursery. Go do get it out of your system. I'm gone. Having to role play as kids, I am, I have... No connection. I can't even. I can't even fathom. I can fathom better how a mass murdering maniac monster BBEG can think and be relatable and seem realistic than I can a child. To me, the child is just like, give me my juice box, tell me the story. I don't know what to do. This is I mean, a- I just throw Capri Sun at them and be like, you guys figure out, and I'll, maybe I'll, I'll work off of you because I don't know. I can't start this here. All right, I can't do this. <laughs> I hope this holiday episode ends with Caleb in, in, in a rampage about children for 45 and minutes. And you know what else about children? <laughs> they smell all the time. Babies they just smell. have a shower? Doesn't matter. I've had a dog get hit by a skunk and I'm going to smell better than him. I'd rub my face up against him and be like, ah, oh, this is great. Better than I'd have the head of a small baby come near my nose face. <laughs> So to answer your question, I don't know. Really, I don't do it very well. I usually have the people taking care of the kids. I don't throw them a lot. There was, a, there was, a, like you said, there was the uh, the orphanage in season one. But the Jareth or Jareth, Jared, I think his name was. I can't even quite remember. He was sort of the the guy they interacted with. The kids were just like, "Tell us stories." I'm bored now. And, it, and in season two, he was just like, "No kids. No one's gonna have kids. They have to all be adults. They have to be like sixty <laughs> years old." That's it. True. It's. <laughs> That says something, doesn't it? I never even considered that until just now. It does. Desh is just actually Caleb's utopia. <laughs> yeah, listen, Can't it's be a bunch bullying, of... no kids. <laughs> Shut up! Stealing my jokes. You got it. That's it. That's all I need. Cyberpunk, cat people everywhere. I'm ready. I'm ready. This episode, this episode's going to get me barred from being a pastor real quick. What did you say about animals? He likes... <laughs> He likes sexy animals. I don't know if this guy should be around our kids. <laughs> I don't know. Brought to you by Sesame Street today. <laughs> he doesn't want to be around your kids. That's the good part. Brought to you by the letter <laughs> F for furry. <laughs> you guys do kids much in your games? Did you have like a kid that was a god or something? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, but then uh, mm-hmm. Danny... Go on. Danny did some things that 
are not legal to it. Mm-hmm. And that brought about a new age for man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you guys cover some dark topics. You guys do some twisted things. You've had a penis man before. Uh, you give no apologies. The most you do is at the beginning say, yo, this show's for ado- adults. Joke. Insert joke here. In that episode, you said, hey, you know what? We need to call this out right quick. This is... We don't condone this behavior. I've never you heard know, you we, ever say that before. We had a review where someone gave us four stars and they were like, I like this podcast, except I think it's kind of evil. <laughs> we like, eh, maybe we should have a warning. And we literally just got a new another review from a guy that was like, I really like this podcast, but I mean, I get it. It's, it's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, the kid was a god, though, right? I mean, maybe he was a million years old. We don't know. It, yeah, the kid was a god. Was yeah, but he still chose the form of a child because he knew that's what he would. That's what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. And if if memory serves correctly, now the only reason what was it, Danny? Who was it that was with him? Yep. Yeah. The only reason Danny did it because there was an achievement on the line. You know, those intangible things with no rewards. Those, those achievements were were based on. And how the characters had developed over time. You know what? We're actually going to re-release that series, so you'll you'll be able to hear it firsthand again because <laughs> we're doing a follow-up. Great! I'm glad we've dedicated at least 20 minutes of this episode on children. When I when I was thinking about my favorite episode of the year, it was it strongly involved children. <laughs> <laughs> what are you know? This is this has brought me. Up. We're going to follow this rabbit hole until you know we're late to our important dates and we're we're drinking tea with a Mad Hatter. What is maybe, like, the weirdest sort of, like, fetish thing you've had in your game? Like, Christian, uh, Tim jokingly said that there's there's cat people on my world. Which there always has been and there always will be. Let me mark my words. It's like it, it obviously comes from something. What's something that, like, maybe you've discovered about yourself after playing games? I don't know. We do a lot of weird fetish stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like, nope. a lot. At least as far as I'm concerned is I can... I was expecting maybe you're like, oh, I can't think of anything. You have an abundance of information that you can't <laughs> sort through at all. It's funny because I feel like I'm the most uptight of the per- people playing. I realize that the characters that I play that I that I kind of feel the closest to are the kind of neurotic like maniacs. And then I realize like, oh, maybe I'm like a neurotic mess too. And I'm like in my 30s and I just barely realize that. The only thing keeping me from going full schizo is I can't afford a gun. <laughs> but like you, you, I think you connected pretty well with Mummy Marlon Brando. Yeah, that was pretty fun. And, and that's <laughs> can you explain to everyone what Mummy Marlon Brando is for those who haven't listened to that? We were at the we were at the bar one day. We were at this this homebrew distillery, and we kind of were joking around about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and we were like, "What if we had?" League of Extraordinary Mummies, and it's all famous people who are mummies, but it's like the same thing. So I basically made Mummy Marlon Brando, and I had a really good time as him. I had a really, really good time. <laughs> what'd you learn from your? What'd you learn about yourself from that? That you're gonna get overweight when you're at the end of your life. That Perhaps guy has let himself go. That I would use an aardvark as a shield. <laughs> yeah, the guy you did that. My own pet aardvark. As a body shield. Yeah, I don't know. This is going in weird places. I don't know what to say. <laughs> We're all going to be discovering things about ourselves today. This is a safe space. It's only us and about, you know, a thousand other people. Okay. What about you, Tim McCritchie? 
I catch that crap before it gets anywhere near the actual game. Sometimes I look at my story structure and be like, wait, that's weird. Take that out. <laughs> no, you depraved everyone of that experience. You gotta leave it in. No, I, there's a reason I cut it out. Um, but the only... <laughs> I don't usually do sexual things in my games. Um, the only sexualized, like, NPC thing that ever happened was there was a druid woman that was a very flirtatious, um, woman that ended up having a romance with one of the PCs. And, like, I'm the one, I'm the kind of person that handles it as just, like, fade to black. You guys go have consensual adult sex, sure. whatever you do. And they have turned her into, like, the weirdest animalistic maniac possible where they're like making jokes like when she watches their horses when they go on adventure and they're like yeah she's screwing the horses and they're what? like oh what's she turn into when you guys do it other pc and i'm like you guys are freaking weird that seems pretty extreme but pretty i mean it sounds funny <laughs> yeah, it's mostly them joking like I said, I, that's nothing i put into the canon i'm just yeah. like you guys go do whatever you do i don't care yeah yeah. It's boys talk in fantasy land. Yeah, Listen, exactly. I, I get it. We're in Pathfinder where people can cast spells like Alter Self. Druids can turn into octopuses. I've seen enough hentai to know where that's going to go. <laughs> All right. And so I'm going to real quick and delete this episode. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> make it private you, to anyone who isn't going to hire me. Okay, what? Does it ever worry you when only Andrew and I laughed at what you said? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing. There's nothing that shakes me more to the core. (laughs) Yeah. So while you guys were talking, I was thinking of the list of things that we've done Mm -hmm. that are are non-vanilla. I mean, so Hobo Cthulhu, we've got got, uh, gay hobo sex. We've got transgender sex going on. The thunder one, people diving... You know, crotch first on top of beds. Right. Yeah. So uh, we've got uh, incest in one thing that's Iron and Cudgel. That's our highest downloaded episode, which bothers me. Uh, (laughs) All the work you put in and that's what does it. Yeah. Um, And then we've got the kids stuff. And we've got... Um, if we let's, ever, let's make sure we make that singular real quick. The, the kid thing. <laughs> yeah, we've got the kid thing. Um, and then if we ever finish putting up Blood and Thunder 2, we've got a really horrible orgy scene that's full of <laughs> horrible, disgusting things in a sewer. Um, what does it say the, that, the like, your campaigns place. that destroy the entire world, everybody's like, oh, that's cool, but let's not talk about sex. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I should know because. I, I work with brains on a day-to-day basis, but... If you don't know, Andrew is a brain surgeon. Yeah. I I do a lot of uh, spinal cord repairing. Um, <laughs> Stop the he takes out the sex cube out of people's <laughs> spinal cord. <laughs> well, yeah. Then, then I consume it, and then I have all of their thoughts. <laughs> and that's why he comes up with such cool stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we've done other stuff, too. I can't think of anything else. But is there anything you learned about yourself? Oh no, I already know I'm a monster. So, oh good, great. Well, I don't. My mine. Uh, I don't think it's anything about me. But uh, sex trafficking and prostitution has become a big part of my campaign. <laughs> That's a really good but I, non sequitur. <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with Caleb joining my campaign. So um, <laughs> I thought this one was about you. I thought you were going to say something about you. But, uh, you. You assigned me a character to no, play. I'm, I'm going to talk about this one. I'm going to talk about this one. You wrote we were ta- him we were, as a we sex were, trafficker 
predator and told me to roleplay him. He's called the Candyman. So, yeah. Now, I, I, I commissioned Christian here to help me come up with an uh, NPC while we were playing Trailblazers. And he came up with a guy named the Candyman. And we, me Hold and on. Caleb kind of took that and made him into a, a pedophile. And, and uh, who calls his kids the, his sweets. And uh, but who also sells candy and who has these candy factories throughout um, the land. And so, I'm so happy this came up because this was the inspiration for the NPC game. It turned out to such a weird monster for such an innocent thing that Christian suggested. Oh, he's a candy man, pedophile ring. I just thought, you know, we should do this with our NPC game. And so on, you got commissioned to make this. You paid him, and he said, "I'm." Well, going no, to make I didn't pay him. You. But uh, oh no no we don't give him. <laughs> but I'm giving him the uh, payment enough. I'm giving him you know all the credit for coming up with it. But um, no, it's really great. He's a really great character, and uh, Christian's played him once, and he's going to play him again um, Monday on ha- uh, day before Halloween. But he's really great, and he's really he's really creepy. And Christian, you made him a, a mesmerist, right? And so he's like yeah, really. Apparently, I role play a sex trafficker drug really mongle well. really well. <laughs> See, really Christian, you did learn something about yourself. <laughs> Who took one of the mob bosses' kids? Like after they oh. they they killed like this group of mob bosses, but um, took one of the guys' kid. He let him live, but took his kid and like and, and so yeah, that happened. Not and good. it was great. Well, you know what I forgot about? Uh, mm. We we did poop DM, and that's. That guy is really in. That guy's really into poop. <laughs> the question is, who wrote his lines? Who's really the inspiration for that character? Oh, that's Brian, one hundred percent. You know, at the start of this episode, like usually uh, to our guests, listeners, I say, "Hey, you know, we're trying to avoid certain language, whatever." But I don't do that for the party episodes. And every year, I foolishly think, "I don't." I mean, it's not going to get that bad, right? Second year in a <laughs> row, we've talked about poop. Second year. And yeah, we, well, we, we, you invite us back, and this is what happens. It's true. Wait, we we got by the the child sex trafficking without that warning, but now that we've gone on to poop, we've crossed the line. <laughs> that was There's a line in the sand, Christian, and it's poop. I draw the line here, this far, no further. But actually, you know, it, what, what Tim was saying that like it's because of me that sex trafficking has become such a, a big deal that was like one. I knew the furry thing listen I knew that a mile away it's done alright listen ever since Space Jam what am I gonna do I'm alright guys I'm alright guys <laughs> Um, you, you saw Space Jam right at the right time for it to just flip that right. switch <laughs> it's done it's too late for me save yourselves alright but uh, for, for, for that it was you know I made a character sort of based on the movie Looper and you know, uh, you know the, the rainmaker who just like took over the mob by just with his incredible just powers and skills, and uh, and so I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna take over this mob, and what do they do? They're sex traffickers. Well, that just like that continued. Th- that wasn't just an origin story. That was the rest of me. That was the rest of Caleb's character. That's what he does now. I, and I and then I fell in love with a prostitute. Bought her. Didn't free her. Bought her. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's freeing in a way, I guess. Her clientele went down to one. Would she torture should thank her. Me. I think we all can agree. I did her a favor. I'm an attractive guy. I mean, not in real life. Then he got her killed. He got her killed in the end. Oh, we don't have to talk about that. And and now and like and after like doing that and something that I really don't normally do. But we've making a lot, I've been making a lot of jokes about 
you know, becoming a pastor and all that. It's just something that, like, it just hasn't... I play fantasy games that lets me sort of explore and go beyond things where I can't be a dual-wielding dagger murderer dude. I just can't do that in real life. I tried it five years in jail. I'm never doing that again. I'm never going back. I'm never going back! Um, well, I'm glad that it was jail and not prison, because once you get that number, it's the it's yours for life, man. That's true. That's true. When when that sort of it was it was interesting to explore that, and then it's like I'm making a new character, and I'm what, what's his thing gonna be? And I have all this new stuff, and somehow it came back to sex. Somehow we went back to, well, I'm a reptile person, and of course everyone's very surprised, and uh, there's no reptile people around. So as soon as I found the first one, we got drunk and did something. It's just like. I feel like I should be able to get away from this. I don't know what my problem is, but it's a big <laughs> she one. She wasn't Guys, even it's a pure a blood reptile person. I need it to fix. She Real was quick. a rare wear croc, so he had to get her to turn into a crocodile so he could do it. I feel like I skipped over details on purpose. That <laughs> I, that's why I was giving the details. They're good details. <laughs> my, but my favorite part about that was like the first guy I played was was crazy. He had just such a destroyed. Uh, backstory in life that it sort of made sense that his relationships any relationship were just wackadoo so for this new guy it's fun i just make him just like the most completely unromantic like he he he, he just stumbles over all his words to the end it's just like can we just get drunk and, and do it i don't i tried to do flowers didn't work out it's fun to just play a guy who's just <laughs> it's fun to play a guy who's just falling over himself and and there's another person I just looked at her and like, we're in the middle of a battle. We're all literally two of my player characters died. And I looked at her and I'm like, you have a nice tail. <laughs> <laughs> and I purposely like, we, we won. And she's like being all nice because we're leaving. She's like, you know what? You have a nice tail too. I'm like, oh, thanks. And then I purposely counted to one minute before I'm like, and then I kissed her. Caleb, it's like we've moved on to other things. I kiss her. Okay. She's a little scared, <laughs> but she does it. <laughs> <laughs> that invokes an attack of opportunity at this point. <laughs> Can't wait to see what my next character does. I really want to move away from that direction, playing with a bunch of guys doing some of these things. Well, let me say, the percentage of this episode that was taken up by certain topics has surprised me. <laughs> but last, we come to the end. Uh, I want to thank you all for being here. Uh, I, I always, like I said earlier, I, I always look forward to this. I always like the sort of how it degrades down into whatever it's become. I can't wait to see Francis Mabob, whose father Thingamabob, you know, helped him get his sunglasses and his super ripped court gesture. Uh, I can't oh. wait to see him in one of your campaigns. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. It it'll be good. We'll have to listen to this episode again. Just to really capture him. Hear me yell at Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when we're sober. So we can remember. <laughs> See, that's the best part about you guys recording your episodes, is you get to listen back and remember what happened. I mean, yeah, that's how it all started. Was Paul was like, I'm going to get you guys so drunk you won't remember. So you're going to have to listen again. <laughs> the listeners will and wait till you get their four-star reviews. Uh, yeah. So, Andrew, uh, where can people find you if they want more of you? More of me? Um, yes. We're at uh, TalesFromTheLich.com. We also have a Facebook page, which is Tales From The Lich. Our Twitter, which is kind of updated, I don't know, is Lich Tales. And then we also have a Patreon website, which is Patreon.com slash Tales From The Lich. Paul, they can find you there as well. You guys recently joined the Trailblazer Network. I'm sorry, Caleb, you just cut out. But yes, we recently joined the Trailblazer Network. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we're all so excited. It's it's culminated in a in a, in a zero percent benefit, but one day we'll get an advertiser. I know it. Maybe not after they listen to this episode. <laughs> we're we're going to get maybe the one extremerestraints.com will want a sponsorship. Yeah. 
if they offer a sponsorship, we will get you so much cash from our episodes alone. <laughs> Great. We'll 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 make the fetish dungeon. Alright. Well, I hate that I'm the one responsible for that now. <laughs> well, you know. Uh Tim, where can people find more of you? They can find they me like on this sweet, network. Sweet sultry tones. And Trailblazers, if you want to listen to, to classic high fantasy, listen to season one. But if you want to listen to good furry cyberpunk, uh, <laughs> listen to season two, starring me and, and Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, they want more of you. Where can they get more of you? You can find me over at Pathfinder Academy on this network, where me and Caleb go over more of the nitty gritty rules, boring number part of Pathfinder that we all love. And let me tell you, I do make sure to recap folk into every other episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Thank you all for joining us in this party. We'll see you next year. And of course, happy Halloween! Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. Uh, I assume that Paul and Andrew are both really recording the same. I'm staring deep into his eyes right now. <laughs> what I meant is you're on the same audio file. I'm, I'm, I'm staring at the <laughs> that, that would have to place Andrew on his back looking up. Listen, don't question the method. It makes great episodes. Thousand view episodes. It'll go me, Christian, Tim, Andrew. And we'll just count to eight. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Didn't need you, Paul, but I appreciate you joining in. I like it. That's good. <laughs> I'm just going to keep quiet from here on out. <laughs> I've been embarrassed. Ugh. I have to get back into the mood. I just got taken out of it. Somebody tell me a joke. Sorry about the momentum. We were talking about your uh, overweightness, Caleb, and how you managed just a stunning achievement in such yeah. a short amount of time. <laughs> well, let's 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 pivot. Let's pivot. Uh, I know I can't do that because I'm overweight, but let's do it. Uh, <laughs> if this episode has said anything about the sponsors we could possibly get, it has narrowed the list down to probably Bad Dragon, and that's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could do that. Do I want to know what that is? Yes. I mean. You- <laughs> You want to know? Who I've never heard somebody contact. say yes with a question mark before. <laughs> You're the power of the internet. Happy Halloween! Oh, should we all say it? Happy Halloween! No, you shouldn't. Uh, you started you. a terrible trend. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I guess. <laughs> New topic. New Happy choice. Easter. <laughs> New choice. New choice. That's what it was. Happy Merry Christmas. <laughs> See, if only Tim, Tim had that power in the game. Uh, I'd like to hire this horse. New choice. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we'll have to get you back. Andrew, it's been too long. We'll get you on another episode sometime. Absolutely, man. I have more free time than I used to, so we, we can schedule something up. Yeah. Oh, I, I got yeah. the perfect one for you. Okay. This one, I think, is right up your, your road. How to improvise. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pencil you in there for that. Okay. And let me just pencil real quick in Paul banned from any other episode. And the two words, new and choice. <laughs> so when you look back at it, you be like, oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why don't I like Oh, that's why I hate Ben. <laughs> I, I wrote it in red. Weird. And the, and the letters are shaking. <laughs>
new choice.